Show number 78 of Look at His Butt, LT and JK Talk Trek. Seventy-eight. Oh my God! It's show seventy-eight. I can't believe it. Look at his butt. Well, for the first segment is something that you guys have been waiting for. We've been waiting for for literally months, and we've had it for months. We just—it <laughs> was our fault, not the fault of our roving reporter no, no, Cheryl. No, no. So let me turn it over to you because you have it all right there. Please tell okay. us. Tell us about this historic thing. Okay, Cheryl, as you may remember, took it upon herself and her husband to. Go to Murphy's Bar in Riverside, Riverside, Iowa, and check it out for us. And she did take pictures, and she sent us three emails with the pictures attached and and some description. But (laughs) I'll read this to you. Um, Oh, let's do an expand all so we can start back at the beginning. Where is that? Okay. Oh, it's just taking its time. Okay says, Dear W.S. Butt Girl, <laughs> The husband and I were eating lunch today and discussing the episode of New Voyages with Sulu and Rand in it. And now we should get Cheryl to review that for mm-hmm. us. The topic roughly was, if this had been a real episode with Bill instead of an aftermarket episode with Elvis, <laughs> <laughs> would Bill have done Sulu's daughter? I said, of course, she was hot. He said, he can't do everyone. Uh- Frigging heretic. <laughs> I agree with that. Anyway, I mean, can't do everyone. <laughs> what what does that even mean? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's like some other language. Really? Anyway, this discussion reminded me that I'm a huge lamer for never sending you the pictures from Murphy's, and I need to rectify that immediately. I'll split them up over a few few emails. So, um. So I, I will put these up in our Flickr account. Yes. So if everybody can see them, they'll be public. Okay. So the first one is of a, a horse-drawn carriage. Cool. And it says, Kelowna, the next town over from Riverside, is the middle of an Amish community. Wow. So you think there's some Amish oh, there in Kirk's background? That's very interesting. Isn't it? I bet he was sneaking off to make time with those Amish girls. <laughs> Woohoo. <laughs> okay. Then we have a picture of the outside of Murphy's Bar here in mm-hmm. Riverside. Mm-hmm. And remember, um, Kirk was conceived in the back of it or yes. something. <laughs> I don't know. Still is bogging my mind. I didn't think Marjorie was that kind of girl. Um, then the, uh, we'll get to the picture in a minute because I'm trying to do both. Uh-huh. It says there ought to be a law against having a curb this high in front of a bar. <laughs> Their liability insurance must be outrageous. So let's. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That is a high curve. But it's like three steps up. Wow. Was that for the days when people really had horses or they parked their carriages there or something? I don't know. That's crazy. But it's a nice red brick building. Yes. Then it says across the street from Murphy's and you are back in the rural Midwest. Okay. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, now then here's a picture of a bunch of bottles. Let's go see what she has to say about that. Just inside the door, the front of the bar, okay. And then there is the side of the bar. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, here's, here's a, the Midwest the one. Okay, so they're a little out of order. Then the next email says, ah, oh, crap. <laughs> I've already mucked them up. 24, 26, and 25 are correct. Right, we okay. figured it out. It's okay. okay. And there's the side of the so bar. He, yeah, here's the, the pictures of the bar. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, wait, wait. Go back up to the top because she had one other comment after the, the last picture. Go. Oh, we arrived shortly after 11 a.m. and were the only people in the place wow. other than one waitress and the cook. Business picked up at noon. It seems to be the place for a midday oh. meal in Riverside. Oh, that's very interesting. Okay, okay. cool. Moving on. <coughs> okay, now um, this is for this one. There's a sign there that says Murphy's, and maybe I should do a view so we can see it bigger, so we can see what she's talking about. Murphy's Bar and Grill, and there's sports on the television. Yeah. Established. 1995? (laughs) There's the pool table. Hmm. Okay, let's see if we can figure out what her comments mean. It says, the sign does not refer to that bill. Oh. But from where we sat, it could have. Riverside is close to Iowa City, and the bar is much more geared to University of Iowa sports than to its alleged place in Star Trek future lore. Oh. Maybe Hmm. these are in slightly wrong order. Well, but she's saying 29, 29. Okay, well, anyway. There's a picture of these salads, mm-hmm. and it says the salads were mundane, and they do look that way. 
then it says the <clears throat> condiments were served in beer, beer cartons. cartons. Oh, I want to go there so bad. That is a classy joint. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, we looked around quite a bit before we found any Star Trek memorabilia. See it? Okay. Oh, I saw it. Well, I didn't. <laughs> Wait till it comes up. What? Is is it in this picture? Yes. Go um go back up a little bit. I am so bad with the mouse. You should be doing this. No, it's not there. I saw it when when uh, we were going over it. Well, part of the problem is it's making the picture too big. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Fuck me. Okay. There. See, oh, it's there. Right, yeah, see, and here in the big picture, it's it's right. Okay, in the middle. <laughs> right in front of the giant Budweiser sign is replica of the Enterprise. Very cool. <laughs> Very cool. Okay, that is that's what? great. Um, yes, it says there's a model of of the Enterprise on a shelf. Mm-hmm. The sandwiches were not bad. I had a patty melt, which was suitably gooey. My husband had chicken something <laughs> or other. And in the Midwest, that truly could be chicken something, something or, or other. other. It looks like chicken something or other. It sure does. Wow. Okay, so next set of photos. Duct tape for all your bar repair needs. <laughs> this is the light switch in the bathroom. Which is entirely covered in duct tape. <laughs> so rather than having an actual plate cover, it's duct tape. It's duct tape. That's great. Well, you've heard, haven't you, that the only two things you need for home repairs are WD-40 and duct tape? Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Uh-huh. I agree with that. Okay. The second stall is the ladies, in the <laughs> ladies' room is the one with the LA, LAHB shout-out just below the handrail. Remember, she sent us that yes, earlier that she had been looking at his butt it's in the great. ladies' room. Next door to Murphy's, you can spiff yourself up for a night on the town. Let's see what's next door. Exhale, tanning salon and hair studio. And exhale is written in those faux Chinese letters. It is with an exclamation point oh after it. Oh, so you, you can't exhale like this. No, it's okay. got to be. <gasps> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. The Enterprise is on display in a park next to Murphy's. Wow. The real Enterprise? Oh, my God. It's huge. Oh, my God. Look at And look at See, it says Trek Fest. That's the name of mm-hmm. their celebration they have every year. Oh, my God. That thing is enormous. <laughs> Now, here's a picture of two kids. Let's see what the caption is here. Future ancestors of James Kirk. <laughs> the side street between Murphy's and the park. Oh. And then it says, on the way out of town, it's back to the 21st or 18th century. Let's see what that is. Oh, the oh, buggy. Oh, the buggy. That's so funny. And then look at her last comment. Her last comment is great. There you have it. An hour in Riverside, after which my husband said, can we go now? <laughs> Oh, bravo, Cheryl and husband. We um, we applaud you, oh. even though you are a frigging heretic, but for your, your tolerance and making the trip there to have chicken something or other. That was awesome. That, that was, was so great. Awesome. We're going to put these up on the Flickr account. We are. That is so wonderful. Oh. <laughs> Duck tape. <laughs> for all your bar repair needs. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Well, that was that was simply great. Wow. So we now have on the spot journalism. Mm-hmm. We have a um we have stringers. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Obviously you're roving reporter, but you're right, stringers. We have our own stringers. That's so awesome. Yep. And wow. look at the wonderful things they send I know. us. All oh. the pictures. I'm so glad. Yeah. Well thank you, Cheryl. That was really, really wonderful. Really good. And and you know, you were apologizing about taking so long to get it to us, but look at how long it took us to Get, get around to talking to it. So. That's great. Well, speaking of people sending us stuff, I have Which we always else. are. Um, now, um, I, I will apologize here because um, one of these was sent to us uh, about a month ago and the other one much more recently. Okay. So um, our good friend Jen, who has written some wonderful stories for us. Yes. Which we read, which we love, sent us some voicemail. And as I said, um, one of these was sent... Um, Back in September, and the other one was sent just a couple of days ago. So because I have both of them now, we're going to listen to both of them now. I'm going to say, I haven't listened to either of these. Um, when she sent the first one, of course, I was thinking, oh, we'll get a chance to listen to it real soon. Then I got sick, and that didn't happen. So <laughs> I'm just going to play them, and we'll listen to what they are, and then we can discuss afterwards. So okay. here goes nothing. Hey, guys. It's Jen. Yay! I wanted to thank you. For both reading my 
McCoy sayings and for reading my little story. Yay! Actually, the story is kind of funny. Um, it took me a couple of months to actually get my button gear and finish it, even though I had had the first draft. I think you, I think I wrote it down by hand originally. I found that my stories are best when they're first written out by hand. Um, I found this for a lot of other things. Um, but there were a couple little problems that I did have, and unfortunately you guys ran into them. Like, um, Kirka. Actually, Kirka is not Kirka, as you probably figured out. Um, it's actually, it's supposed to be Krika, but I couldn't actually find a spelling of Krika. I like Krikika much better. Much better. We just went with it. I, we, I just went with it as is. Um, that was the main thing. It was just basically Krika. I didn't continue it on like every event like they did in the original episode where Tapao is screeching Krika every five seconds. Probably helped the story along. Um, and thanks for reading my story and for enjoying it so much. I wanted to give you a gift. This gift is actually just a few seconds of your last podcast where you guys were chanting Kirk. It was so funny. I thought everyone, including you, would love to hear it again. So, enjoy, and I'll see you later. The judges chanted, Kirk! 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 played back to ourselves. Wow. Wow. So so we're like our own doppelgangers? I guess. Um, I wanted to tell Jen something about her story. It was not only loved by us, Jen, but our good friend Itty is now using a line from your story as her sig, which is um, the line about it's better if you touch it. Yes. So you're being immortalized all throughout email, going oh. out to many, many different trek areas. And I love Kriki Ka. I think that is so much better. So much better. <laughs> I do. I do too. And uh, you know, I think um, we're having a little problem with our dog Jack and knock it off is not seeming to work and I'm thinking maybe we should switch over to Kriki Ka. I think that would work for him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. That was great. That was great. Kirk, Kirk, well, Kirk. let's listen to the other one. Yes. Let's see what she has to say. Okay, hold on. going to make sure we do this correctly. Hey guys, it's Jen again. Um, I know I've already probably maxed out my limit of voicemails for a show. Never. But I wanted to tell you a couple different things. First thing, I got a new Mac. Yay! And I got to play with, for the first time, GarageBand. Oh my god, what a sweet program. I knew it was good. But I didn't know it was this good. Um, of course, I'm actually using GarageBand right now, so that's really cool. Um, I do hope, probably within the next couple of months, um, to get another podcast back up. Um, I'm working slowly on getting the materials as well as the equipment I'm going to need together so that I can have something better than I think the first time, and since I'll be more prepared, it should be a far better podcast. But actually, that was not what I wanted to talk to you guys about. I apparently had forgotten to respond to your podcast, probably because of all the stuff that happened with my computer crashing and all their stuff. Um, you guys were arguing or discussing on which of the Star Trek movies are the worst. I think definitely you have a choice. It is either the motion picture, five, or six. Really. You have no other choices. They all are kind of pitiful. Uh, they're more than pitiful. They're disgusting and horrible. Although I think out of that bunch, the motion picture is by far better. 
Now, before you guys kill me, I have to tell you this. The movie, the first probably half of the movie sucks. Would far trump any of the other movies for complete stupidity. What the fuck is going on? But if you actually went ahead and chopped that half off and continued on, you would actually have a decent plotline. Ironically, one and five have shockingly similar plot lines. Yep, yep. Really. One is about finding God, or the machine finding God in man and not accepting it. What's five about? Finding God? Oh yeah, and Cybok taking over the ship. Ugh, what a horrible movie. Oh, but at least they gave you a fan dance. That is my favorite part of the whole movie. The rest sucks. Pretty much. It's horrible. Oh, yes. Scotty hits his head on a pipe. That was funny. <laughs> yeah. Can't think of anything else. Pretty much. There were probably a, a couple extra things, but for the most part, that's what I remember out of that movie. I haven't seen it in a while. I do have the DVD. Um... My mother had been stupid enough to give me the movie. With any movie like Star Trek V, you've got to be able to make comments throughout the movie. Besides, what Star Trek fan hasn't seen all of these movies before? It's not like we're seeing V for the first time. And would you actually go through the entire movie if you weren't a Star Trek fan? I think... Oh, no, I know. If I was not a Star Trek fan, probably within the first 15 minutes, which is supposedly the time that audiences will give you when watching something to actually get good, um, I would be gone. I would walk out of the movie theater. Seriously. And I don't walk out of the movie theater. Even when the movie sucks, I usually sit through it just to kind of like that social pressure to sit there and absorb the absolute horror of what you're watching. So, I believe five is the worst. Six, close runner up to one, definitely. But man, five, absolute worst. I've kind of run over on time, so uh, I'll catch you guys later, okay? Bye. Bye! <laughs> you can never exceed your allotment of time on our show. Never. Well, and, you know, we're talking the internet here, so there's unlimited everything. Unlimited. So, um, totally please, unlimited. Please, thank you, Jen. Thank you for your follow-up. And and um, I think I caught your drift, which was that you don't like five. Yeah. I think. Well, you know what? Find me the person who does like five. <laughs> and bring me their head on a platter, other than Bill. Um, Other than his daughter. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you walk out of movies? No. I don't think I've ever walked out of a movie. You're kidding. No. But I don't go to that many movies. Now, my husband and I have become legendary for the things we'll walk out of. Because <laughs> we have even walked out of live theater. Uh. Which I guess is, is like really appalling because the actors can know that, that you're walking I, out. We haven't done it when there's people we know uh, in the show. Okay, there, there is a limit. But uh, we walk out of stuff all the time. But see, I go to see a movie maybe once a year. Yeah. So I true. only, like the, the things that I see are things that I really, really want to see. And I would stay even if they were bad because like I'm, I'm there to see it. Like Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. you know, like three, the third movie. Which got really, really stupid towards the end. We saw it together, right? Yeah, with, yeah. with Denethor, like, on fire, running down that thing. And it was like, oh, fuck. But I wasn't going to leave. I mean, you know. No, no, not, especially not when you're that far into it. Yeah. But, um, especially when I'm with my husband. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're like Jen, you know, the 20-minute thing is the mm-hmm. 15, 20-minute thing. Are you interested in this? No. Okay, we go. Mm-hmm. And if one of us says, well, yeah, kind of, oh, okay, then we stay. But when I'm alone, and I, I go to afternoon movies alone, because mm-hmm. he's much fussier than I am about what mm-hmm. I'll see, and I'll see almost anything. Um, 
then I'm more likely to stay just Mm -hmm. because, you know, I'm there, I'm killing an afternoon. Um, And sometimes I'll stay just to see how bad Mm -hmm. it's going to get. But, yeah, we walk out on lots and lots Mm -hmm. of stuff. And we have a friend who um, wouldn't go to the movies with us unless we promised we were going to stay no matter what. (laughs) Otherwise, he wasn't going. I I have um I have been exposed to movies in in a social setting like in somebody's house uh-huh. where like there's like oh let's sit down to watch this movie where I got up and went and did something else because I didn't want to watch it like guys I'm sorry I just can't watch this movie. I'm not sure if I would do that in somebody's house well you know like not where it was going to make me a pariah to go do that it was people I was comfortable enough with where I could say I really don't want to watch this anymore mm-hmm. um I I. The the one play that I've seen recently, um, if I had been able to get up and walk out, I absolutely would have. Which was? Spring Awakening. Oh, right. Which I told you how horrible, I, how much I hated it. And I honestly would have left probably somewhere in the middle of the first act because I thought it was awful and I hated it and I did not want to be there. But I couldn't. Because <laughs> there were people from work. So, yeah, I, I would have done that, and I would have felt really good about it, and I would have gone and, you know, had a nice drink somewhere and had a really pleasant evening. <laughs> now, I will say this. When walking out of plays, we have almost always, always, always waited till intermission. Yeah. Uh, the one time we did not, which was when we saw Cats. <laughs> and we saw that, like, in the first week. Mm-hmm. So it hadn't gotten tired yet or any tireder than it was. And we tried to leave, and the usher would not let us, which oh. I'm sure is illegal. I think so. What if you were sick? And what if, yeah. Yeah, like, that doesn't seem right. I know, but, oh, my God, that, that was that was horrible, horrible, horrible. <laughs> I have um, I have not finished books that I couldn't read. I mean, I will try to read a book just to see if it gets any better, but there have mm-hmm. been many books where I read the first, you know, half and just said, this is fucking ridiculous. I'm yeah. not going to read this. Yeah, and sometimes I'm in this strange situation of really disliking a book, but also wanting to know what happens. Well, yeah, yeah. And it's like, ugh, you know, and, and then I finish books that I hate myself for finishing. Mm-hmm. But speaking of books, we're not finishing. <laughs> yes. I brought this up the other day when we had lunch. I'm reading, or I was, I quit. It wasn't good. I, um was reading the book The Real Animal mm-hmm. House, which is written by one of the guys who was one of the writers on this, who actually was in a fraternity very much like that, although much, much grosser and jerkier. And I thought it was going to be funny. It's supposed to be very funny, but it's it's not. It's, it's anyway. But one of the, <laughs> the early, um, uh, what do you call them, alumni or whatever, mm-hmm. of the original Animal House, who had been a total animal and lived on in legend, and they talked about, was named Denny Crane. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm sure that didn't have anything to do with the series. I'm sure it didn't, but, it, you know, it got me thinking about um, Denny as a young man, trying to imagine it. And, uh, well, we saw him. He was on The Defender. <laughs> that's what I was thinking, The Defender. And that character in The Defender, in, in some ways, does not really jibe with... Mm-hmm. With Denny that we know now, whereas a guy in Animal House kind of would, like I, Belushi. <laughs> that's true. Except, except if you think um, that there is this great arc of his his life, and yes. he, there were things that changed him significantly along the way, which to me is a little more interesting. Of course, you know of course. that things happened, and mm-hmm. um, we'd love to know what those things were. Yeah, that would be. I'm sure Denny will write a book one day and tell us all about it if yeah. he remembers any of it. Bill's uh, autobiography is supposed to be coming out. <gasps> In 2008, and he changed the name from Me So Far. He did not change it to Me So, so Horny. Oh, Damn. man, that would have been the perfect I title. think it's now called Up Until Now or something. Oh, it'll change again before it comes yeah. out. I like Me So Horny. <laughs> he can't do everyone. Oh, my God. Of course he can. He's Bill. He's Bill. <laughs> okay, we sort of got sidetracked there, but yeah. that was cool. Thank you so much, Jen. Oh, thank you. Those were just Really, really, and we really love wonderful. when you when you write stories yes. for us. Okay, um, let's take a little break and have a little discussion, and then I think maybe we'll do an episode. Okay. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations. 
to boldly go where no man has gone before. We want to hear from you. Leave comments at lookathisbutt.blogspot.com. Send email to lookathisbutt at gmail.com. This entire podcast recorded on an Apple PowerBook with GarageBand. This is TSFPN.com, the sci-fi podcast network. You found the best podcasts in the universe. Well, I found a very interesting link this week, which came to me in a very roundabout way. Um, on the comic show that I do, one of the blogs that I use to keep me in touch with things is called um, When Fangirls Attack, which is a very <laughs> funny title. Yes. And it's a link blog, so the two women who run it um, basically just scour the web looking for topics related to women in comics, and then they put all the links on there. And mm-hmm. it's great because it lets you keep up with the interesting stuff. And they link to um, things that I agree with, and they link to things that I don't agree with. And it's good to, you know, read both sides. Just sure. To say. So recently, um, another guy named Dorian Knight has started an, a blog much like that called um, Comic Gaze. So it's about issues with gay people and comics and how they're portrayed in comics. And there's been a lot about that recently because... Um, the big two, DC and Marvel, have had some gay characters, and plus a guy named Perry Moore, who's a, a screenwriter, has just written a novel called Hero, which is about a gay superhero, a teenager, and it's really good. Um, so there have been a lot of stuff, and I've been reading them, and this was one of the things he linked to this week, and it's at a site called After Ellen, um, which is News, Reviews, and Commentary on Lesbian and Bisexual Women in Entertainment and the Media. And the title of this is Casting an All-Female Star Trek, Make It So. So he starts, um, they start off by saying, if you're ever at a Star Trek convention and things get a little boring, here are six words guaranteed to stir the pot. Best Star Trek captain ever. Discuss. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here at AfterEllen.com, however, no discussion is necessary. The best Star Trek captain is obvious, and they've got a picture of Janeway right there. Um, so the um, rest of this article just talks about who would you cast as the male characters, if you were casting it with women. And they made some interesting choices yes, here. So I did. wanted to just talk about what they said. So um, the the author says, um, here's some possibilities. So as Captain Kirk, how about Stockard Channing? And the rationale is, Kirk is intelligent, confident, bold, and at times bombastic with lines like, I was out saving the galaxy when your grandfather was in diapers. Once I pictured Channing in this role, I couldn't think of anyone else. I thought that was kind of interesting. I like Stockard Channing a lot. Mm-hmm. And, um... The only thing I have is problem I have is I am just barely wrapping my brain around the idea of Chris Pine or anyone else yeah. being Kirk, and um, to me his his maleness, the charm and hotness, mm-hmm. the whole thing uh, is such an integral <laughs> part of the character that um, I, I'm not sure that I could come up with anybody, any woman to mm-hmm. play him. But um, certainly Stockard Channing, I think could could certainly be very, very good playing a starship captain. Yeah. I don't know about Kirk, but... Yeah, so that was good. So, as Spock, Jane Lynch, one of our favorite people. Yes. Playing Spock requires a talent for detached deadpan delivery. Casting Jane Lynch is, well, logical. Besides, she'd look cute with pointy ears. <laughs> she would be really She good. would be great. I could imagine her as a Vulcan. She'd be really, really mm-hmm. wonderful. Um, this was interesting as Scotty, Rosie O'Donnell, Rosie in the engine room with a Scottish accent. I think that would be amusing if you were playing it for comedy. Yeah, yeah, you'd have to be. Yeah. Um, as McCoy, Lily Tomlin, Tomlin has the chutzpah to stare down Kirk, foil Spock with a one-liner and convince us that she can save a planet from the plague. You know who I'd like to see Lily Tomlin play, actually, because I think she'd make the role into something? Yeah. Is Nurse Chapel. Oh, I agree. That would be good. That would be very good. I think she could do McCoy. You know, they kind of, on TNG, they sort of had um, Diana Moldauer or Pulaski as McCoy, really. Sort of. That was what her character was supposed to be, because Crusher was all, you know, she, she was... She was the comforting mom She was. Doctor. She really was. Well, Pulaski was just like, you know, I'm the doctor, get the hell out of my way, which was more mm-hmm. in, the, in the McCoy vein, although she didn't have the same relationship with Picard the way McCoy did with Kirk. But I think that that was an attempt to... to recreate that character there. Mm-hmm. And I don't care what people say. I did not hate Pulaski. I know, like, that's a thing in fandom. I'll hate Pulaski, but I didn't think she was bad. I don't have real strong feelings about her at all, but um, I, I at least know who you're talking yeah. about. So, this was great. As Picard, Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren would make such a fantastic starship captain. 
A quiet moment, a confident, contented look, a simple word, engage. I think I just melted. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't she be wonderful? Mm -hmm. Oh my god, she would just be great. She would be fantastic. Um, now, as Riker, they, they have a woman here who I don't know who it is. So, I don't uh, Her name is Catherine Heigl. I don't know her. She seems very cute, but I don't know what kind of personality she has. Um, as Crusher, Allison Janney, um, three words, affair with Picard. <laughs> I, like I don't one. know who that is. She's, she was on um, uh, West Wing, mm. and she's, she's good. I've seen her in other things before, too. Um, and then there were lots of other suggestions from people um, after this. So um, I was just wondering what other people had to say about this and what other kinds of characters. Now, the one character that they didn't mention on here, which I think um, I can think of two really good casting choices for, would be... <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Let me have a drink of soda. Okay. She's Sis- drinking Cisco, her soda Captain now. Sisko. Captain Sisko. Okay. Who are you casting as Captain Sisko? Well, if you were going to... Um, stick with kind of the the racial segregation and pick Mm -hmm. a black actress to do it. I could see Angela Bassett, Mm -hmm. who would be really good, or Alfie Woodward. I was just going to say her. I love her. She would be great. Either of those women, I think, would be really good. I like her in so many things. They both have that really kind of hard edge to them, which I think you need Mm -hmm. to play Cisco because he's very prickly around the edges, um, but very serious. You know what else she would be really good at? McCoy. (gasps) Yes. Oh, I'd yeah. rather see her than Lily Tomlin. Oh, I think so. I think you're right. Yeah. That would be really good. Yeah. yeah. But I think there are lots and lots of possibilities for playing those roles. Mm-hmm. You're right, though. I mean, the Kirk thing is kind of hard. You know, in, in some ways, um, Brant is a, is very much the female counterpart of Kirk. In a lot of ways. But me. not a real person. But I, know <laughs> that that. I know that. But I mean, if, if what you were saying before, you know, trying to, to draw out the maleness of Kirk, I think what mm-hmm. you get is Suzanne Brandt after you do that. Maybe, yeah. In a lot of ways. Not in every way. Right, not right. Not in every way, but in a lot of ways. Which is a good thing. I mean, that's what makes her so engaging as a character, and that's why they work really well together, is because she is more than a match for him, you know. Um, so I, I think you have to look for... Um, a woman, an actor who has that strength of character mm-hmm. that can stand up to the challenges of a role like that. Yeah. And, you know, women hardly ever get that chance to act that way. Well, the if they do, they character. have to be phony tough. Yeah. Which is, you know, kick-ass tough, but having mm-hmm. the strength of character, yeah. um, the inner drive is something we don't really see. Yeah. I mean, I would have to, now that I'm thinking about it, I would probably have to go back to um, a different era and maybe mm-hmm. pick... Someone from the 40s or the 50s who had more of a, a, you know, who didn't have such a personality that it would overwhelm the role, but who could actually inhabit it in a, Mm -hmm. in a, in a very strong way. Yeah. I have to think about that some more. Now, if we were casting, um, earlier times actors for, um, Luxwana Troy, wouldn't you pick Eve Arden? Oh, yes. Actually, I think Majel is channeling Eve Arden. (laughs) Except Eve Arden was much funnier. Much, 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 funny. much funnier. Much funnier. Oh my god, I love Eve Arden. She's so funny. Okay, here's the million dollar question. Yeah. Gary Mitchell. Who's the woman who doesn't give a shit and doesn't give a shit who knows it? Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I would have to think about that. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, you could say you could say someone like Madonna. Not now. No. But she, the thing is, she has an image, but she's not a good actress. No, she's not. She, you know, it's funny. I was watching A League of Their Own because it was on mm-hmm. recently yep. and I had nothing else to do. She's actually very good in that movie mm-hmm. because she had a very limited character. But, right, But right. the character was very much that. And it was the, I, I'm this way and I don't give a shit who knows mm-hmm. it. So maybe, and not now because now she's too into her own fakeness. Yeah. Like there would be nothing there that, that you could work with. Yeah. Hmm. That's a very interesting question. I would really have to think about that do you have anybody in no mind? i am i am totally totally drawing a blank because of course part of it is trying to i guess sort of imagine a role that's similar to mitchell but was written for a woman and think who played that and was she any good but mm-hmm. what yeah what 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 yeah it's really hard and and you know the the problem is it's hard to tell what actors are 
are capable of and what they are not capable of. Mm-hmm. Because if they're not given a role, you can't really tell. You know, you can't tell by meeting them as people. It's like, yeah. oh, hi, you'd be really good for this or you would suck at this. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes um, they can really surprise you. You know who might have been good at that, actually, as a younger person? Cher. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. No, I like Cher. I like that idea. The way Before she, she was plastic. Before she was plastic. The way she was in um, uh, the movie with Meryl Streep. Uh, uh, Silkwood. Silkwood. Yeah. She was kind of like that yeah. in Silkwood. She yeah. was doing her thing. She's she's uh, she's like that very much so in Jimmy Dean, Jimmy Dean, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good idea. That is a very good idea. You know who else could play McCoy and could just play the hell out of it? Who? Kathy Bates. Oh, yes. Kathy Bates would be wonderful. She would rock. She would be really, really good. Yep. I agree. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure out who might be a No, good you know who, who might be able to play Mitchell when she was younger? Oh. I hope you know who I'm talking about. Swoozy Kurtz? Yes! Oh, yeah. Yeah. She would be really good. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I was... Um, See, for Mitchells, you have to go to character actresses. Yeah, you yes. can't go with Absolutely. leading ladies. Absolutely. Um, so I'm trying to do <gasps> Kirk. Oh, what? What? Emily Blunt! Who's she? Oh, she's this British actress. And um, the main thing I can think of that she was in right now is um, The Devil Wears Prada. Oh. But, she, yeah, she'd be good. Yeah. Now, do you think, um, hmm, no, she wouldn't do it. I'm, I'm trying to, I was thinking about Meryl Streep because she's uh-huh. very good. But I don't think she could do Kirk. No. I don't think that really works. No. No, that, that wouldn't do it. Mm-mm. And I'm, I'm, in my mind, I'm going through um, actresses of the, you know, like the, the 40s and the 50s, and I'm trying to think mm-hmm. of who could really do Kirk. When she was younger, uh, I would say Glenn Close might be a possibility. Oh, yeah. You could do that. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Oh, you know who else could play Mitchell? Who? Gina Gershon. Oh, yeah. She'd be good. Yeah. I think that's an easier role to cast because there are women who are allowed to have that character, as you say, mm-hmm. and in character actor roles. Yeah, yeah. That could work. <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> so, um, Sulu and Chekhov. Well, I mean, would you have to, you'd have to look for an Asian person. Well, let's, let's, assume, let's assume as a starting point. Well, <laughs> There aren't that many Asian actresses out there that we that we know, you know, that we've known. Yeah, I mean, Lucy Liu is real famous, but I don't know what she's capable of mm-hmm. as an actor. I haven't seen a lot of things. Oh, who's that woman that I'm thinking of? Uh, oh, she was in uh, Twin Peaks. What the hell is I her name? I didn't watch Twin Peaks. Oh, I feel really bad that I can't remember her name because she's very good. Um. I mean, and the role that she had in Twin Peaks was totally different, but she just seemed like someone who had a really big range and could mm-hmm. do a lot of different things. Part of the problem I would have is even if we had at at the the tip of our tongues a hundred Asian actresses who are, are, were all really good, mm-hmm. to me, Sula was a very non-definite character. Yeah. And so to say, okay, what are the defining qualities that we need this actress to portray? Asian. Uh, yeah, that's that's I just know, it. I, I mean, know. even with Chekhov, you can you can um, glom onto um, eagerness and naivete and, and screaming and screaming. Yes. You know who can who can do that? The woman I was trying to think of is Joan Chen. Oh, I love Joan she's Chen. She's very good. See, yeah, I've seen her in other things. So if, she's too good for that. She would be good as Kirk. Oh wow, that's a great idea. I completely agree with you about mm-hmm. that. Yes. I, I agree. And you know who else could possibly be Kirk if I could take her a little more seriously would be, now don't laugh when I say this, but I'm going to okay. say it, Jennifer Lopez. I have actually seen her act in a couple things where she could act, and there she has some kind of, like, spark in her, mm-hmm. and I'm not, this is not like, oh, it's because she's Latino, mm-hmm. Latina, that's not it at all, but she has some kind of inner charisma thing like that that I think could actually work in that role. Maybe so. I haven't seen her in, in anything that impressed me. But I'm going to tell you, listeners, right now, we really, really do want to get your input, but yeah. I'm telling you, do not send this one to us. I will, like, reach through the wires of the internet, the tubes, and bitch slap you <laughs> if any of you dare to suggest Angelina Jolie <laughs> or Nicole Kidman. No. No. Absolutely not. Don't want to hear it? Keep that to yourself. Don't want to hear it. Um, this and this is not a contest about casting a hot woman with big tits. 
You That's know? right, because then it would be us. That it would be us. You know, so. Yeah, so don't try and squeeze Jerry Ryan in there anywhere either. <laughs> Ew. She can't really act, Ew. unfortunately. Ew. I feel very sorry for her because of her personal life, but she can't really act. Like the woman who played the Vulcan on, on Enterprise. Oh, God. She's terrible. Not an actor. Yeah. Like, pick someone who can act. Mm-hmm. What do you think about <laughs> Candace Bergen as Kirk? She's too old. No, back back then. Back I'm back sorry, then. you know, until she played uh, Shirley. Yeah. I have never, ever, ever been impressed with her mm-hmm. acting. She was, and it, sometimes she still lapses into it with Shirley, where she's just totally flat, totally surface, mm-hmm. totally in your face, no depth at all. Okay. I'm sorry to oh, say. Oh, that's okay. I'm just, I'm trying out different ideas mm-hmm. here. I'm just trying. And you know what else is difficult about casting a female Kirk, I think, is the limits of what we, we have been able to see. Mm-hmm. And that is, um, if it's a strong woman, someone, you know, who has a definite character and who can take charge and make the tough decisions, those roles do not go to sexy women. Mm-hmm. Or if they do, like we were saying, it's cat soup, phony stuff. Um, but Kirk has got to have this raging sexuality. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I, I think um, it would have to be it would have to be written by a woman, probably. Oh, what a concept! Yeah, because I, I'm not sure that that 99 percent of male writers could actually do that. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this is a big deal in comic books right now. It's the thing that everybody is fighting over because women in comic books are never portrayed that way. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're if they're really kick ass and strong, they have to be hot. They yes. always have to be hot. And not just normal hot. They have to be stupid, ridiculous breasts bigger than their head Well, hot. I guess what I'm saying is Kirk has to be hot in a way that is uniquely Kirk. Yeah. Not just, if it's a woman, the big breast thing. Oh, there. She's built like a hot woman. She, yeah. Must, yeah. she must be hot. But it has to be an, an inner thing, something that comes from within. Exactly. So that I think if, if most male writers were writing their character, the way that they would portray, you know, our female Captain Kirk's hotness would be to have her wear a cat suit or to have, mm-hmm. you know, her shirt unzippered down to her waist and have... Like Sigourney Weaver Like Sigourney in, Weaver, uh, yeah, and Galaxy have, like, Quest. big, giant, inflatable lips. But actually, Sigourney Weaver could play the hell out of Kirk. I agree. Yeah. She could. She really could. Yeah. Yeah. But look at what they did to Janeway. I mean... She was not allowed to have the sexuality or just, mm-hmm. you know, a tiny smidgen of it because that was going to interfere with her yeah. being believable as the captain of a ship or something. <gasps> because the writers can't believe it. It's not yeah. that the audience can't believe it. It's that yeah. the writers can't yeah. manage to do that. Um, I don't know. Maybe somebody should make their own fan version of of Star Trek with well, women and all the characters. <laughs> Remember, I wrote if Kirk was female. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> well, remember all the But I had it played by Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> but all those other horrible stories where this, the, the gender switch happens mm-hmm. and they're just, like, so horribly ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, you know, I think it would be great to see either all-female cast or all-drag queen cast because mm-hmm. that worked for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lee. Lee would be the perfect Yes, character. Lee. Oh, my God. Lee Crow, of course. What am I thinking? <laughs> That's it. That's the idea. Yep. I think, yeah. <laughs> Food for thought. Um, Our show always provides you these thoughtful moments. Where else? Are, what other podcast would you ever hear this discussion? <laughs> this is it. This is the one place. All right. Um, let's take a little break, and I think we're going to do a, a quick episode review. Yes. Yes. Cue the music. your favorite episode Mm -hmm. but i think this is mine this is a really good episode oh there's so much to love in this episode kirk like there's so much kirk like he looks so good throughout the whole episode in every scene and every and they're shooting him from all different angles we should tell people what we're talking about (laughs) (laughs) we just watched the high def version but not on high def 
remastered of Dagger of the Mind. And now we know that we have um, reviewed this before in -hmm. the regular version, so um, um, we will keep the phrenologist discussion to a minimum here. (laughs) Instead, we'll talk about pussy breath? Yeah, we can. Um, and, and we'll just have some different observations. So I, I think I may have said this last time, but I want to say it again, that whoever did the lighting for this episode, it was stunning. It was one of the best lit episodes ever. Yes. Not only because there was Kirk light, and there was multiple Kirk lights. In fact, I was noticing in this scene where um, Van Gelder comes up to the bridge and is holding a, a phaser on him, Kirk takes several steps forward, and he walks from Kirk light into the next Kirk light. It's like mm-hmm. every light on the bridge is just there for him. Yep. As it should be. As it should be. And then every other light that was that was on there was just this beautiful blue and purple and red and mm-hmm. so atmospheric and just gorgeous, gorgeous yes. lighting yes. in every scene. So it was truly, truly um, far, far above the norm, and especially compared to, like, those third season episodes that we had watched where everything just looks so flat. Oh, It looks yeah. like they have fluorescent lights that are lighting the set. <laughs> It's just awful, and this was just gorgeous. This is a beautiful, beautiful episode, and of course, I think contributing to the the beauty of it is Mariana Hill, who plays Helen Noel, who is gorgeous and voluptuous, but is playing a a strong, intelligent Mm -hmm. character, and can certainly match Kirk snark for snark, and, uh, well, you wanted to talk about McCoy, and... So this was something I'm not sure that we noticed last time. Sort of twisting the knife, Definitely. So uh, at the very beginning, when um, Kirk says that I need someone to, to, some technical person to go down to the planet, can you find me somebody with the phrenology experience? (laughs) And, And for a second, McCoy thinks, and then he gets this look on his face like, oh, Jim, I am so going to get you on this. Well, and the thing is, they've just had the discussion about who knows better. Yeah. Um, Dr. Adams mm-hmm. or, or McCoy, mm-hmm. you know, going back and forth. I don't think that's right, Jim. Well, Adams says it's right, and so McCoy just sticks it to him. He totally does, and he just knows. He just knows, totally. So how does McCoy know what happened between Kirk and... And Helen. She probably told them. At the Christmas party. She probably told them. Why? Why not? They're having a drink. <laughs> Why, Why not? not? Wait, wait, wait. Why not? I absolutely love that. <laughs> because remember we Because talked- if you'd been Kirk, you would take out a billboard, a space billboard. <laughs> we talked about this once before. Maybe it was even in the context of this episode. When new people get assigned, to, when new women get assigned to the ship, and probably the men too, McCoy has to ask them, did you ever sleep with the captain? <laughs> Because he has to know. <laughs> it's part of the thing he has to know with the psychological profiles. So he's keeping the Diddy Doer list. Yes, he is. Oh, that's the thing he's always writing on. That's it. Ditter. <laughs> he has to know who's doing who. It's it's part of his job. He's a doctor. He has to know. Okay. It's <laughs> my theory anyway. I, I can live with that. <laughs> okay. So that's how he knew. Probably a lot of people knew. <laughs> She told all her girlfriends. <laughs> totally. Everybody knew. She's, she's so hot. She is totally I'm saying hot. I'd do her. I'd totally do her. She is just gorgeous. She looks a little bit like Gina Davis. Mm-hmm. And um, her lips are so perfect. Mm-hmm. Whatever they were using does not look like lipstick. I mean, uh, that was actually something that's a little off-putting in some of these episodes, that the lipstick that they put on the women looks like stage makeup, like mm-hmm. on Broadway stage, and it's so thick and artificial, like, ew, you wouldn't want to kiss someone with lips like that. And whatever... Um, Lipstick they're putting on Spock clashes so badly with the the skin makeup oh. they were doing on him that, that it looks really really yeah. pink, you know. But her lips just look beautiful and perfect, and not like they have any lipstick on them at all. And her bottom lip is so big and, and just juicy. Oh, now speaking of, of Spock and his lips, we we found a point <laughs> that was very silly. where Spock came so close to to making a little kissy. At Kirk. And he stops himself at the last minute. Oops, I'm on the bridge, so I mustn't blow kisses to the captain. <laughs> that was really We funny. had to rewind that so that I could it make sure. It was good. Lena, thank you. Lena thank you for that. rewinding that. That was really good. Um, so, it, you know, it would just looked good. Um, as far as the remastering goes, there were a lot of very pretty shots of the planet and some really nice ship shots, too. Mm-hmm. Some sort of different things of the ship. One where it actually looked like a model that yeah. wasn't quite right. Yeah, it looked like a toy. Um, but they did not use any special effects for the Tantalus device. Not the Tantalus device. The um, Tantalus is the name of the planet, isn't it? No. They're, they're at the Tantalus colony. colony. 
Well, the, the light in the ceiling, whatever yeah. it is. But isn't the device in Mirror Mirror called the Tantalus device? Yeah. They oh, that's recycled really weird, the, name. the name. Okay, that's why. So whatever that, the neural neutralizer. Yes. Yeah, I was really surprised that they didn't yeah. substitute something else that yeah. would, would be niftier. Yeah. But. So anyway, know. so now the thing that, that I was noticing this time is that when, when uh, Kirk is in the chair and Helen Noel is suggesting that the evening they spent together happened differently. <laughs> so, so it didn't happen the way we see it, which is that he swept her off her feet and they went back to his room, I guess, right. and then they did it. So the way it really happened <laughs> was that they went to the party and they had a few drinks and they danced and then they went into the broom closet and they did it right against the wall. This is the huge conundrum <laughs> of this episode. If she's fantasizing this, we went back to your room and, mm-hmm. you know, banged, 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 or whatever, you know. Um, it, it, it's got such strange implications. At the Christmas party, did they just meet and dance and that was it? Mm-hmm. And if that's so, why was he embarrassed on meeting her again? I, I so I, th- I like your broom closet. I, idea. I, I think it's it's got to be that he acts the way... Something happened that embarrasses him upon seeing her. Right, again. and he acts the way you do when you have a one-night stand with someone and you don't remember their last name uh-huh. and you think you're never going to see him and again. And he didn't recognize her last name when McCoy said, I'm sitting Dr. At Noel. All. Fine. Not fine. at all. He had no idea who, he, who she was until he saw her. Because he thought her name was Helen no. Bed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I think that they went to a party and they had a fun and then they went in the closet and they banged and then they both went, whoops! Got to get up early in the morning. Bye. Bye. Um, well, I remember my theory, too, about this, now that we're talking about it, is um, that they did go back to his cabin and everything, but it, more or less she was dragging him because he was so drunk he was ready to pass out, and he couldn't get it he up. He couldn't get it up. That's right. Or else he, he came much too quickly. But anyway, it was an embarrassing thing. I agree. So it could have been... There are some choices there as to what actually happened that night. Not that he swept her off her feet, et, et cetera, et cetera. Right, right. But um, um, we also have. Okay, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, um, I still love her scene at the end. It's just so good. It was so wonderful to yes. see that because she's so kick-ass. She is. She's great. She's wonderful. We also have to point out that um, there was a scene near the beginning where Kirk's talking into the chair, you know, talking to <laughs> McAdams, and McCoy's leaning over. And behind McCoy are two guys, and one of them is so obviously Spock standing. He mm-hmm. has his dark hair combed in a, in a Spock, mm-hmm. and uh, and the guy behind him, we're pretty sure, is Kirk standing. I think so. And you're never supposed to have the stand-in in the same scene with the actor he stands in for. Uh, I think they were just a little short on uh, actors that day. Yeah. I said, you guys, get in the shot. Yeah. Put on red shirts <laughs> so you don't look like you're Kirk and Spock, but, you know... Because they were wearing red shirts. Yeah. Um, and I think you pointed out something, which was that um, on the planet, uh, in the colony, there are corridors and then there's rock. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason. Not quite sure why they never finished those corridors. <laughs> Maybe they ran out of money. Maybe that's a therapy project for the... Uh, oh, smoothing the walls? <laughs> yeah, for the, the inmates. I and, love my work. Really? <laughs> Man, the idea of going into therapy with her as your therapist. <laughs> and then at the end, when um, Doctor Doctor Van Gelder says they dismantled the chair and they gave it to Garth, yeah, apparently because yeah. somehow he got hold of it. He somehow did. Um, I I just adore this episode, and also this this episode was a <laughs> a major supplier of uh, material to Galaxy Quest. Oh. So that makes it triply fun. Don't, totally. I mean, this was one of those where. The vents. The vents. The why, ducks. Why is it always the ducks? And this was the biggest thing I have ever seen. Like, why would you need a vent that big? So that Helen could crawl through it with her, her big, juicy ass. Really? I mean, that that air duct was big enough to serve as a dumbwaiter, basically. Yeah. I mean, you could deliver... Where you could deliver parties. a waiter. <laughs> you could deliver a whole waiter. Well, you know what? I gotta say this. If Helen had been a recurring character, mm-hmm. I could see there being... Uh, another podcast hosted by two guys called Look at Her Butt. <gasps> I can, I would agree with you. Oh my God. Oh, she's great. She's just so gorgeous. She really is. Um, I was really liking this time, speaking of the, the air ducts, um, Bill's little bit of business with attempting to get the cover <laughs> off of it and pulling really, really, really hard when it was obvious that it was only held on with like scotch tape. Or spirit gum. Or spirit gum. Yeah. And, you know, the director prepping him for the scene going, Bill, don't rip it off the wall. you got to pretend like it's hard, but really, 
if you if you apply just a little too much pressure, we're going to have to do the whole set over again. <laughs> so just be very careful. I also like that they. Um, to me, it's pretty obvious. They stole the little throw pillows from the sofa in the green room yes. or the producer's room or whatever and put them under Bill's head for that scene. Totally. Those are very 60s they, sort of little round pillows. They are. They really are. Oh, man. Oh, there is just major charm and hotness in this and kissing and... All kinds of oh, things. Oh, it's oh. so no good. No ripped shirt, and that's about the only thing you can say. No, his shirt was just a little bit small. I think it was like a, maybe one dry cleaning before it was really too small mm-hmm. and the sleeves started to look too small. Yeah. But he looked totally gorgeous. Not a lot of butt shots, though. Mm, but when he fell out of the chair, that was Yeah, that was good. We yeah. got to see it because the light was sort of shining on his right. butt. Oh, we got to talk about pussy breath. <laughs> Was it was yelling at Kirk? I could not understand a word he said. <laughs> but I swear the last thing was you pussy breath. And I thought Kirk probably does have pussy breath. I'm sure, often, every day, even. <laughs> like he comes back from every break. Oh man, Jim Gargle or something. Oh man. So now. Um, what I want to know is, and maybe we said this last time, does he really think that he swept her off her feet and took her back to the cabin, or does he remember that they were banging in the broom closet? I don't know, because it seems to me maybe he hadn't had enough treatment for it to be permanent memories, because mm-hmm. remember, she's going, remember, remember, Dr. Adams did this to you, and then he does remember. Mm-hmm. So maybe you need many treatments to uh, fully wipe. Cause or I'm, maybe he thinks he did both. Uh, that, that would be his preference, obviously. <laughs> But I can just imagine him. So does she count twice on McCoy's list? <laughs> I was just trying to imagine him going to Spock and saying, Spock, I need you to take this one memory out and put back this other memory. <laughs> that's well, really cool. That's really good. Okay, well, what was the memory you want restored? Well, I went into the broom closet with Helen Noel and I banged her and Spock goes, no, 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 I'm not going to do that for you. You're my friend, but no. <laughs> Boston legal thing that Kirk and McCoy go out on the balcony of the Starship every night with brandy and cigars and sit back and talk about the day and 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 McCoy says do you do Helen oh yeah do you do you know whoever came came on board you know um the ambassador's wife oh yeah you know whoever was there yeah dinner 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 are you lying no never Well, I think it would be really funny if it was one of those things where um, everybody knew but the captain. <laughs> like, like she had just told people, and then they told other people. So it's like telephone. It's like telephone, and everybody knew, because he hadn't, like, she had just been assigned to the ship, so he didn't know about that, but everybody knew. It's like that new woman who was assigned down in... in she did the captain at first night. She did the captain. At the party. At the Christmas party. At the Christmas party. And then they're all just waiting. For the time when he sees her. Mm-hmm. So it's all like, oh, he's going to see her. He's going to see her. In fact, they were all out in the hall of the transporter room. Listen, 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 listen. listen. The guys in the transporter room actually had it broadcast to the whole show. <laughs> With video. With video. Visual. And they're all going, look, look, look at the look on his face. Yes, I remember. Oh, man, it's so funny. I just love the way she plays it so cool. Oh. Oh. She's totally in control. It's great. And he's so flustered. Yeah. But, well, you know, here's another possibility. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, they met at this Christmas party and stuff, but he didn't know she was or was about to become a member of his crew. Mm. And they did this uh, totally dominatrix scene, mm. which as captain could be quite embarrassing to him mm. if it got around among the crew, and then here she is in his crew. That could be. I, I, I could see that. So maybe in doing this thing she did with the machine about giving me a different memory, maybe she was giving him a memory that would be more comfortable for him. Oh. That would be nice. Oh, that would be nice. Sort of a pity dream fuck. A <laughs> <laughs> dream pity fuck. <laughs> and then she was thinking once she's not on the Enterprise anymore, because she'd probably be rotated to a different ship, then they could do the dominatrix thing again. It would be like it was all new. Yeah. Because <laughs> he wouldn't remember any of it. Yeah. I think that works. I like that. I like that yeah. very, very much. You should write a story about that. 
the 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 dream dominatrix fuck. Yeah. Oh my god. I can't even write the stories I already have in my head, much less think up a dream dominatrix fuck story. But speaking of stories, if you're interested in another take on this episode, I did write a story called Beach Party of the Mind. <laughs> and uh, we might put up a link to that. Oh, I think we should. Because it's, it's one of my sillier efforts. It's a good story. It's a very, very good story. Well, suffice to say, we love Helen Noel. Oh, Absolutely. yeah. She's so oh, wonderful. Yeah. What a great character. I really wish they'd had her on again. Yeah. That would have been sweet. Teasing him. Taunting him. <laughs> Prick teasing. I mean, jeez. She's got it all. So many possibilities. Dominatrix. Mm-hmm. A drunken fuck. <laughs> couldn't get it up. More. Probably more. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe they went back to um, her room and like looked at porn or something. <laughs> Never actually ended up having sex, just like yeah. something else. Yeah, maybe they got caught. Oh. Like um, the Admiral went into the broom closet to get a broom, and there they were. <laughs> <laughs> or or it was that time that they went to the Christmas party, and then they got really, really drunk, and they left the Christmas party, and they went to that tranny bar down the street, but that was the night that it got raided. <laughs> That's good. Or... It was the Christmas party where, you know, they went to the Christmas party and they left the Christmas party and nobody saw them again until after New Year's. Ah, and they were still wearing the same clothes. Yeah. <laughs> Only he was wearing hers. That's the tranny bar thing, too. Yeah, there are a lot of... Well, you know what the other thing is? Maybe, you know, it wasn't just him and her. Maybe they had a threesome. That's true. Or more. Or I mean, more. You, never you know, know, maybe it was Maybe it turned into an orgy. Orgy. That's what it was. The and he never goes to the chemistry lab now. <laughs> We never see him asking for reports from them. <laughs> he, he sent out special orders that only Spock is to deal with the chemistry lab. The captain never, ever wants to hear from the chemistry lab again. He thinks he's safe because he doesn't know who she was, and he thinks she works in the chemistry lab. Uh-huh. I think people should send in their own ideas. <laughs> Because I want to hear what other people. Because I to love about. this. This is great. I mean, this could you could just do a, an infinite number of variations as to why he was embarrassed about that night. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the thing is, there aren't that. There are only a few um, reasons that he wouldn't be embarrassed. I mean, if they had just gone to her place and had sex, he wouldn't be embarrassed about Not that. He wouldn't least. give a shit about that. He knew it or anything like He's that. He's always running into old girlfriends. Always, always. So that's not it. So it can't no. just be that they met and they fucked after a party. That's <gasps> not it. He found out she's his cousin. <laughs> <coughs> you really think he would care about that? I don't think he would care about that. Okay. So, <laughs> has, so, so this, is, this, this then becomes a list of what would embarrass Jim Kirk. <laughs> About Helen Noel. About Helen Noel. And you got to reach pretty far out there for him to actually be embarrassed by something sexual. You know what? Maybe she told him he wasn't that good. Maybe she's the only woman who was not impressed by size or quality or whatever. Wow. Who's immune to charm and hotness. Except she so obviously wants to get him again. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like in in the scene where he comes calling at her door and it's at night or something and she says... Well, hello. And she obviously has this look on her face like, oh, we're going to do it now. I'm so happy. I also like in the end, and this is another thing I think Galaxy Quest stole. After, you know, uh, Dr. Adams is dead on the floor and Kirk gets up and just walks out of the And she goes trailing after him, kind of like that scene in Galaxy Quest where they realize the ship isn't going to blow up. And Sigourney Weaver runs after him going, wait, what what were you going to say? (laughs) She's like after him like, honey. He just, stalks, he just stalks off. Yeah. Well, goodbye. Yeah, and, and McCoy and Spock save a dead body, and she's like, oh, well, I'm just going the same way he did, you know. Yes. Yeah. Or. 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 Okay. So they did it in the broom closet, uh-huh. and right afterwards she said something like, so I guess this means we're engaged. <laughs> I don't know. She doesn't seem like that kind of girl. No, but you know, I'm just, I'm just. I I know, I know. Pitching ideas here. I I agree. Um, So uh, I think, I think there should be um, suggestions sent in about this. People should should tell us what they think actually happened. Mm -hmm. That wasn't him sweeping her off her feet. Right. So it can't involve any sweeping of feet, anything like (laughs) that. (laughs) But it can involve a broom closet. (laughs) Because honestly, I wouldn't 
say that taking someone into a broom closet and fucking them is really sweeping them off their feet. <laughs> it might be really good sex, but it's not, you know, what you would classically consider sweeping someone off their feet, mm-hmm. which is more along the lines of, you know, running out and buying a bottle of champagne or, you know, hopping into a limousine and, or jetting off to Paris or something mm-hmm. like that. So I don't know. Yeah, we want to hear those ideas. We've, we've come up with a few. Yeah. And now the what, burden is on you. Homework, homework. What could embarrass Jim Kirk? Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's what we have to say about this. Oh, except I wish someone would explain to me what infrasensory drugs are. Yeah. Because I don't know. They're sensitive to infrared light? I, I don't know. I don't either. And you know what? The people who put that, those words on the box didn't know either. No, they did not. They just made it up. Yep. And they said, that sounds good. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, thus ends another podcast. Um, we hope you all enjoyed that. So uh, keep watching Star Trek on the CW channel, the Country and Western channel. <laughs> Send us your Bill dreams, because we want to hear them. Dreams of William Shatner.blogspot.com. It's the year of the Shat. Yeah. Um, so that's it? That's it. Okay. Okay.